evening over Jerusalem. The afternoon's clouds have only continued to pile higher and darker. They will break upon the city in a hard rain in only about 45 minutes. The wind pours through the streets like a vanguard. The cloaks and tunics of the people, the long, dark hair of the women, are all disordered by its violence. It is a portentous feeling start to the twilight. An old woman is walking alone through the streets. The pain in her knees is ever with her. Holding the railing of the stairway coming down from her little room, it took almost 15 minutes to descend to here. Each step down was an agony. At the base of the stairs, she began her shuffle toward the temple. Feeling like a fish swimming upstream against the current, she was jostled and pushed around by all the Passover pilgrims heading away from the temple. She was heading slowly in that direction. The look of the sky was worrying her. She couldn't afford to get caught out in the rain, soaked to the skin by a sudden shower. A chill in her bones was liable to kill her. She slowly shuffled her steps, slightly inclining her eyes now and then, keeping an eye on the sky and the facade of Herod's temple ahead. It was about a 20-minute walk for the old woman. Anyone else would have been there in under three minutes. The pain in her knees, especially the right one, is starting to transmit upward and downward. Her hips and ankles are joining in on the throbbing. By the time she makes her way through the temple gate, in under the portico, she has to take a rest on a ledge built up into the wall. She sits on that ledge and looks around, listening to all the sounds of the temple, watching the clouds overhead, feeling the cool of the breeze against her face. She notices a crowd, just over there. A youngish man is standing with his back to the wall, speaking to all those people. She can only just barely hear the words he is saying. She listens intently, sitting upon that little ledge. He says, How can the scribes make out that Christ is David's son? For David himself, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool. David is himself calling Christ Lord. Where do they get the idea that he is his son? The old woman has no idea what the man is talking about. She starts struggling to get to her feet and to continue walking toward the alms box. She glances over. She sees how the vast crowd around the man is hearing his words with quite visible great delight. And she, somewhat unhearingly, hears his words as he continues in his teaching. Be on your guard, he says against these scribes who love to walk about in long robes and to be greeted respectfully in public and to have the front seats in the synagogue and the best places at dinner parties. These are the men who grow fat on widows' property. Here our old woman's ears perk up a little and cover up what they are doing by making lengthy prayers. 
they are only adding to their own punishment. The old woman continues shuffling away toward the alms box. Then that man, that teacher, one Jesus from the town of Nazareth down in Galilee, concluded what he was saying and dismissed his crowd of listeners. Briskly, he crossed across the courtyard, trailing his inner circle of disciples, and then sat down opposite the temple alms box. It was quite obvious that he wanted to be unnoticed there. In fact, he pulled up his shawl, nearly hid his face. And for the next few minutes, and totally inexplicably to his disciples who just stood there, he watched the people putting their money into it. His disciples started paying closer attention too. A great many rich people put in large sums. It reminded the disciples of his earlier teaching up in that mountain meadow. When therefore you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be noticed by men. I tell you the truth, they have their reward in full. These words came to mind for the disciples because it was all happening. There was trumpeting and pomp and silly circumstance going on all around them. The reward of these rich was being fully realized. The eyes of Jesus weren't on them, though. He was studying the movements of that little lady over there. Here she came, shuffling, struggling. Then a poor widow came up and dropped in two little coins worth together about a half penny. The sound of those coins dropping into the alms box, landing comfortably atop the rich men's leavings, was the sound to her of the end of her last resources. She began to turn away and to walk back home, hoping to beat the reins. And Jesus called his disciples to his side and said to them, pointing directly over toward her, Believe me, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. For they have all put in what they could easily afford, but she, in her poverty, who needs so much, has given away everything, her whole living. The ears of the old woman perk up once more. Somehow she has heard these words. And when she turns around, when she looks for the face of the speaker of those words, she is greeted again by the sight of that youngish teacher from before. And the look in his eyes, the cast of his countenance, the, the way he nods his head toward her, smiling, is life. Her heart fills with courage for the evening before her. For she suddenly somehow knows, he will be with me. Then, as Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, suddenly overcome apparently by the need to say something spectacularly foolish, really noticeably stupid, Look, master, what wonderful stonework! What a size these buildings are! Jesus looked over at him and replied, 
You see these great buildings? Not a single stone will be left standing on another. Every one will be thrown down. And Jesus went out through the portico, down toward the eastern gate, and then out over the Kidron and up the Olive Mount toward Gethsemane. This was a garden owned by one of his friends in the city. He liked to sit there and look back over the town, the temple, the distant views. So a few minutes afterward, with those storm clouds set to break over Jerusalem, with the evening hum of the city dying down toward nightfall, while he was sitting on that slope of the Mount of Olives facing the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew said to him privately, Tell us. When will these things happen? What sign will there be that all these things are going to be accomplished? So Jesus began to tell them, his eyes never leaving the skyline of the city, Be very careful that no one deceives you. Many are going to come in my name and say, I am he, and will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of war, don't be alarmed. Such things are bound to happen, but the end is not yet. Nation will take up arms against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in different places and terrible famines. But this is only the beginnings of the pains. You yourselves must keep your wits about you, for men will hand you over to their councils and will beat you in their synagogues. You will have to stand in front of rulers and kings for my sake to bear your witness to them. For before the end comes, the gospel must be proclaimed to all nations. But when they are taking you off to trial, do not worry beforehand about what you are going to say. Simply say the words you are given when the time comes. For it is not really you who will speak, but the Holy Spirit. A brother is going to betray his own brother to death, and a father, his own child. Children will stand up against their parents and condemn them to death. There will come a time when the whole world will hate you because you are known as my followers. Yet the man who holds out to the end will be saved. But... When you see the abomination of desolation standing where it ought not, then those who are in Judea must fly to the hills. The man on his housetop must not go down nor go into his house to fetch anything out of it, and the man in the field must not turn back to fetch his coat. Alas for the women who are pregnant at that time, and alas for those with babies at their breasts. Pray God that it may not be winter when that time comes, for there will be such utter misery in those days as has never been from the creation until now and never will be again. Indeed, if the Lord did not shorten those days, no human beings could survive. But for the sake of the people whom he has chosen, he has shortened those days. If anyone tells you at that time, look, here is Christ, or look, there he is. Don't believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will perform signs and wonders to deceive, 
if it be possible, even the men of God's choice. You must keep your eyes open. I am giving you this warning before it happens. But when that misery is past, the light of the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give her light. Stars will be falling from the sky and the powers of heaven will rock on their foundations. Then men shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send out his angels to summon his chosen together from every quarter, from furthest earth to highest heaven. Let the fig tree illustrate this for you. When its branches grow tender and produce leaves, you know that summer is near, at your very doors. I tell you that this generation will not have passed until all these things have come true. Earth and sky will pass away, but what I have told you will never pass away. But no one knows the day or the hour of this happening, and not even the angels in heaven. No, not even the Son, only the Father. Keep your eyes open. Keep on the alert, for you do not know when the time will be. It is as if a man who is traveling abroad had left his house and handed it over to be managed by his servants. He has given each one his work to do and has ordered the doorkeeper to be on the lookout for his return. Just so, you must keep a lookout, for you do not know when the master of the house will come. It might be late evening or midnight or cockcrow or early morning. Otherwise, he might come unexpectedly and find you sound asleep. What I am saying to you, I am saying to all, keep on the alert. And as if on cue, the storm clouds suddenly opened. A tremendous rain began to fall over Jerusalem, over all Judea. And Jesus and his friends stood to their feet and went under the canopy of the olive trees in Gethsemane. They would go to dinner after the storm stopped.